You're listening to The Business Marketing Show. On this episode, we have our special guest, Troy Dean from WPElevation.com. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi, you're listening to The Business Marketing Show. On this episode, we have our special guest, Troy Dean from WPElevation.com and VideoUserManuals.com. Uh, I met Troy in Sydney at the Traffic and Conversion Summit uh, last month, July of 2015, and have been using the Video User Manuals product for quite some time for our WordPress uh, clients, which is awesome. So uh, thank you very much, Troy, for being on the show. Hey, Ed, thanks for uh, having me. It's a pleasure to be here, mate. Thanks for the invite. You're, you're most welcome. Um, a, a bit of a history about Troy and how he got involved with all the sort of stuff is what we want to know, Troy. So how, how did you get involved in your whole WordPress um, product development and all the stuff you're doing now? Well, it's a, <laughs> I'll give you the brief version. Um, I was in my early 30s, I reckon, and I was uh, playing, I was a musician, I still am a musician actually, and I was playing gigs around town and doing voiceovers on, um, you know, commercials on radio and television. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of time on my hands and, um, you know, I had an internet connection, (laughs) which is never a good thing when you've got time in your hands and an internet connection. (laughs) So... um, you know, after I did all the obvious stuff, I actually went and, uh, and, and, and tried to work out, well, you know, how do I build a website to promote myself as a voiceover artist and how do I promote the band that I'm playing in? So I started building websites and, and then I started building websites for friends and uh, they were all in Flash, by the way. And um, gee, they were, oh, Don't yeah, gee, they, I, they were sexy. They had animations <laughs> and little the sound effects that went off and they were good. Um, Anyway, and then a buddy of mine actually said, uh, who's a cinematographer here in Melbourne, he said, oh, can I pay you to build me a proper website? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm insulted. What do you mean? I have built you a proper website. He said, no, no, I want a proper website that I can, you know, change myself and that, you know, Google can actually read and, you know, people can find. I said, oh, okay. So I thought I better learn how to do it properly if you're going to pay me. So I grabbed a couple of books, you know, those old recipe books, uh, you know, HTML, CSS recipe books that oh. um, O'Reilly put out. Yeah. And um, learned, I uh, actually took myself, I, I got a gig on an island, on Great Keppel Island, playing playing uh, music uh, on the island uh, five days a week, and uh, well, five nights a week. And during the day, I just kind of sat around by the pool reading these books on a really crappy internet dial-up connection, learning how to, uh, I wrote my own content management system in um, Notepad+. Plus in HTML and CSS and PHP and MySQL. And then I got back off the island and uh, a buddy of mine told me to, I kept asking him questions, how do you do this in PHP? And he said, oh, I just use WordPress. I'm like, oh, that doesn't help me. I'm trying to, you know, write my own thing. And then eventually I just downloaded WordPress and um, I went, oh, right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just spent six weeks doing what I could have done in 20 minutes. And, uh, and yeah, the rest is kind of history from there. I mean, I fell into it and started building websites for clients and then uh, and then gradually moved into the product market and now we provide uh, business coaching and software for WordPress consultants so uh, that's that's kind yeah, of the short yeah. version man yeah. so 
you were doing voiceovers and that, that mm. was funny because I was only listening to some of your voiceovers on your blog at troydean.com.au the, the other day and I was having a bit of a laugh because <laughs> I've re- I only, we only met. So the, the history of how uh, Troy and I know each other, we, we've met in person at the Traffic and Conversion Conference in uh, July in uh, Sydney in 2015, so just gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'd been a, a customer of the uh, video user manuals for probably about eighteen months or so now, uh, which I absolutely love. And anyone who is a developer and uh, does any sort of training or has to educate their customers on how to use WordPress, you've got to get video user manuals. It's an absolute game changer. Well, it definitely was for us. Saved us a huge amount of time. So. Good to hear. Uh, get get in before these guys put their prices up because I reckon they're <laughs> going to put their prices up soon. So you you got to get it. Anywho, I wasn't paid for that plug either, by the way. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so we we met there for the first time. But then I was listening to to your voiceovers, and it was quite funny because I'd obviously been listening to you for years <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognized all these ads. I'm going, oh, that's Troy. <laughs> so, it's, so it's quite funny. So we'll put uh, some links to your uh, your voiceover because you do have a, a, a voice for radio. Um, yes. And for and for video. And, you, you you know, your face isn't too bad either, mate. So that's all right. <laughs> good so, head for radio, as they say. Yeah. Good head for radio, yeah. Good voice for telly, yeah. So, but your your WordPress product is is fantastic, and that sort of led into into the WP Elevation um, training and support for WordPress developers. Is, is that the sequence? So it was that the product first, the video user manuals first, mm. then WP Elevation. That's right. So so video user manuals was ticking along quite nicely. I was still doing a lot of consulting work, and um, I actually I, I hired Ed Dale as a mentor. Um, which is a whole other story about how that came about. But I, I actually hired Ed, who's a you know very well-known um, digital marketer here in Australia mm-hmm. and founder of um, MagCast, which is a great digital publishing platform for publishing magazines into the newsstand. Anyway, I'd, I'd been through the 30-day challenge, which is the thing that he started where he basically took you through a 30-day challenge to make your first dollar on the internet. Yeah. And I, I, you know, pretty much everything I learned about online marketing, I learned through going through the, through the, the challenge with Ed Dale. And eventually I... I um I threw him some money and said I want you to mentor me for six months. And the first meeting we had, he basically said, "Well, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing?" And I told him everything that I was doing. And he's and I kind of had two businesses. I had my consulting agency, and then I had video user manuals, which was a part time gig. And he said, "Well, you know, the thing is, if you want to be successful at something, you really have to be." you have to become a top 20 influencer. That's his whole thing is you have to be a market leader, right? And in order to be a top 20 influencer, you need to really um, focus on, on, you know, you you can either be the best WordPress consultant in Melbourne or you can be the guy that, you know, owns helping WordPress consultants to build their business. But you can't do both. Um, you need to focus on one and do that. And you can always become a market leader in, in multiple markets, but it's really hard to become a market leader in multiple markets at the same time. Yeah. Um, so he kind of gave me the kick up the pants that I needed. And, and I said, yeah, right. So why am I trying to build this audience of small business owners to kind of, you know, respect me as, as an online marketing expert when I've already got this audience of WordPress consultants who ask me questions all the time? about running their business. So it was a natural progression to then reach out to our audience and say, well, hey, 
what do you guys want? Like, you know, how can we help you? What do you need? And they told us, our WordPress consulting audience told us what they wanted and we put it together into, into WP Elevation and that was um, just over two years ago. Fantastic. Now, mate, mm. there's a novel idea. Ask the audience what they want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I mean, only more people would do that. It'd, oh, be, man. it'd be a better world. It's so obvious, yeah. isn't it, to do? But yeah, it is. Just so it many is. companies go, oh, that's a good idea. Well, it's it's funny because, you know, I mean, Seth, this is what Seth, I had the, the great, you know, good fortune of interviewing uh, Seth Godin recently on yeah, my podcast. Yeah, it's a great podcast, that one. Yeah, he, oh, man, he's just, he's the he's godfather. He is. And, you know, and there was a quote, Dan Norris, my buddy Dan Norris from WP Curve sh- shared an image on Facebook yesterday that said, it's a Seth Godin quote, and he says, you know, instead of finding customers for your product, build product for your customers. Mm. <laughs> yes. and, and it's like, you know, and the, the, the balance is, the trick is, you've got to balance that with the great quote from Henry Ford, which is, if I gave my customers what they wanted, I would have given them a faster horse. Yeah. So the, the balance is, you've got to know what your customers want. You've got to know what they're, you know, and ideally, again, something that Dan Norris spells out in his, uh, his great book, Seven Day Startup, is you've got to try and work out what they're already paying for. So, uh, so find you know what your customers want, what they're already paying for, and then deliver them something new. So, you know, give them something they're already paying for, but give it to them in such a novel, new way that your solution is better than what they're currently buying. Yeah, mm. um, and that's kind of where that's kind of how WP Elevation came about because there were a couple of other people in the space doing sort of general business advice for web professionals, but we just packaged that up in a way that made it really unique because it was the first. Um, business coaching program that focused purely on WordPress consultants. Typical, typical client for WP Elevation. Would, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be from like a, a one one man band type developer. Um, how, how high up do you go in terms of agencies? Do you, do you get a lot of work in that as well, or sort support those? It's it's primarily the sort of one to three um, person team. Okay. Uh, the the agencies. There's you know there's a whole bunch of infrastructure and complexity that comes along with having a, a big team um, and we generally don't play in that space. Um, most most agencies uh, who are at that level, if they are wanting to improve their processes, each agency in my experience is such a unique beast that they generally get you know, some kind of business coach or some kind of mentor to actually come in and work with them individually and mm-hmm. at that at that size, they've generally got the budget to, you know, to be able to do that. So we've got, well, having said that, we've got a couple of, we've got a, we've got a handful of members who are, you know, a team of four or five. But, um, but, but typically speaking, the, the, the ideal client for WP Elevation is a freelancer or someone who is working in a team of, you know, three uh, and they're, they're either overwhelmed uh, with too much work or, or they're and they're not really profitable. Like they're not making enough profit to uh, pay themselves and, and leave profit in the bank. Mm-hmm. They've effectively just you know got themselves a job, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of on the tools too much. They're doing too much of the daily um, grunt work, and they're not actually attracting the right type of client into the business. So we just help them, you know, give them some structure and kind of help them grow up from. And I mean that respectfully. We help them kind of grow up from freelancer into consultancy. Yeah, so it's it sounds like it's the e myth for WordPress developers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's 
there is a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of systems and processes and documentation. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, um, you know, I had this great um, uh, call the other day on on our podcast with a guy named John Warlow who wrote a book called The Automatic Customer. Um, uh, which yeah. is something that you know we'll talk more about. I'm sure the whole subscription recurring revenue model. And he he said on the call, if you're not building something that is teachable to employees, valuable to your customers, and repeatable, then you're not building a business. You've effectively just given yourself a job. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, and so that's you know definitely what we try and do is help our members build processes, you know, systemize and productize their skill set in a way that they can teach it to other staff or, you know, people that they contract work out to that uh, continues to add value to their customers and that is repeatable so that, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel the whole time. Yeah, I think that's invaluable because that is one of the the downsides when people, they're running their own business, they just run out of that, that time issue trying to get everything done themselves. And then as soon as they start taking on staff, their profit dips down because they've taken on the staff member to deal with the extra work mm. and the the seesaw ride begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So and- you, you do have to learn how to leverage it. And yeah, so fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Now, just back to the video user manuals for a sec because, um, mm. you know, I, I love talking about this product. I'm, I'm a mm. bit of an evangelist. I'm a very classic example of what an evangelist is when it comes to a product mm. because I'm, I tell people about it all the time. Uh, now, now, typically, the scenario was before when we were developing all our sites, we'd have a staff member that would have to sit and work through with a client, showing them how to do a blog post or a, you know, a page or edit an image, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And it was taking hours and hours, and it was just not productive at all. Mm. And then, as soon as this came across. Uh, my, my desk and I saw it for the first time, I thought, this is an absolute no-brainer. This is, mm. <laughs> this is just going to save us. And it was funny, I was only just looking at your website today on videousermanuals.com and you've got the uh, the little exercise that says, how much is it costing you to train clients to use WordPress? Yeah, and you've yeah. got some calculations there, which I think are really, really understated yep. and probably <laughs> done on purpose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you click run those numbers and you go, Holy shit, that's yeah. a lot of money compared to what I would have to pay to get this this software uh, yeah. set up. And, yeah, and it's it's just brilliant. And the the great thing is that I love about the whole platform is you can choose different voices. You can have American, you can have Australian, you can have English, mm-hmm. um, and it automatically knows what version of WordPress is running on the platform mm. and displays the relevant videos to that. Yeah, very clever. Very yeah, clever. Thanks. And it, and it must have taken a lot of time to get all that set up and done. And Yeah, and it's been, you know, it's been a process of iteration. Um, it wasn't, you know, this sophisticated when we first released it. Um, mm. The different accents and, I mean, the one thing that it did have from day one is that it knew which version of WordPress you were running yeah. and it served up the right videos and the right uh, written manual. Um uh, based on the the version of WordPress, so like you know, if you had like you know version, you know when we started out, it was version two point eight or something. So if you had like if you'd upgraded to version three, and all of a sudden you had custom post types, um, well actually we don't teach custom post types, but um, what's an, what's another example? Um, 
if it had like when the new image editor tools came out mm-hmm. in whatever version that was, then if you had the previous version, then those videos just wouldn't wouldn't be displayed because that would be confusing if we were showing you how to use a feature that didn't exist. But as soon as you upgraded your version of WordPress, then the, the videos automatically upgraded um, from the cloud. So that's something that's always been in there from day one. The new the new voices, the new accents was new. Um, and we just keep adding, you know, adding plugins like adding uh, WooCommerce and Yoast SEO and mm. Gravity Forms. Yeah. Um, that's something that we just keep iterating as well based on what our customers tell us. Yeah, fantastic product. Look, and it's like anything, as soon as someone starts using it, there's no way they're going to go back to how they were doing it. Just, mm. It's going to be a revelation to them. So Yeah. So uh, Yeah, it is kind of one of those products. I remember we had a customer recently um, email us and say, you have a habit of making plugins I didn't know I needed until I used them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's sweet. That's, that's nice. A great, that's a great comment. And that's where, though, you've, you've sort of you've melded those two scenarios. You know, you're talking about Henry Ford, and uh, and the other scenario about you know making a a, a product that you you finding out what your customers need and then but making the product that Seth mm. was talking about, but mm. really it's both combined because they they definitely need it. I mean they don't mm. know they need it half the time until they see it, mm. um, but it's definitely something unless they're prepared to spend copious amounts of hours doing the same thing over and over again with clients. It's mm. a no brainer. So, mm. so so great job and. Um, so we were talking about recurring revenues earlier, mm. and, this, and this is something that you've started uh, working on quite closely, and you've mm. started a uh, recurring revenue roadmap um, group on, on Facebook. Tell mm-hmm. us more about that, because that was just something you decided to do from the conversations we had. Well, look, again, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I have a lot of conversations with freelancers and, and consultants, m- pr- mainly in the WordPress space, but also, you know, general small business owners. I have a lot of conversations on, you know, through the podcast, through email, through comments on blogs, people just emailing me, you know, I have, I have dozens of these conversations a week from people saying, you know, how do you find the time to run a podcast? I know that podcasting is successful. I, I know that podcasting uh, is, you know, very popular and could help me position myself, you know, as a as a better consultant or a better service provider and bring in more business. But I just don't have time to podcast, or I don't have time to blog, or you know, how do you? find the time to do all the things that you do in your business and my answer is well i'm not doing anywhere near as much client work as you are um you know we're really picky and choosy about the client work that we take on Mm -hmm. and we can afford to do that because we've we've got and i didn't know this at the time but through these conversations we've been having over the last 12 months or so it's because we have the recurring revenue in the business that we can afford to um not all the time but but you know a lot of the time we can afford to just take our foot off the pedal and go, well, you know, what do we want to do now? Like what does this business look like in 12 months' time? And I think a lot of small business owners don't have the freedom to actually think about that because a lot of small business owners are just chasing the next client because they've got to keep the lights on and pay staff and, you know, eat and feed the family. So recurring revenue is something that I've realised over the last as a, as a result of having these conversations, I've realised how much of a game changer it is, and and the plugin was the first thing that we built um, for recurring mm-hmm. revenue, and the business coaching program was the next thing we built, and so I've just had a whole bunch of people asking me how we do this, and so I decided um, to test the market. I mean, talk about 
asking your customers what they want. Asking them what they want is one thing. Asking them if they'll pay for something is a completely different <laughs> kettle of fish. So yeah. people will people will tell you one thing, but they won't necessarily hand over money. So um, so we ran an event a couple of months ago in Melbourne just to test the market, to test if there was if there was interest in in uh, recurring revenue. And we had about forty five small business owners come to a small event that we ran in the city where I taught them everything I know about recurring revenue. We got a bunch of guest speakers to come in and talk as well, which was good. Mm. And now we're we've started a Facebook group just to keep that conversation going, and so that we can learn what are the pain points for people creating recurring revenue and is there a product that we can build, whether it's, you know, a training education product, whether it's a piece of software, whether it's a community, like what is that product that would help the average small business owner create recurring revenue in their business? Because I know firsthand the difference that recurring revenue makes to your business and your life and your stress levels. Uh, and that's so that's something that um, I'm quite passionate about and I really want to try and help as many business owners as possible create recurring revenue. And I, and I think the, the sweet spot is I think it's perfect for the service provider and the mm. creative professional. I think they're the, they're the kind of ideal uh, um, target, if you like, for the you know the ideal candidate to create recurring revenue is someone who's currently providing services yes, and uh, yeah. and any the, anyone in the creative uh, in in the creative space as well. Yeah, for sure, because there are those two sides of it. Because we have recurring revenue as a sort of web development, web marketing company. For you know, we're managing AdWords campaigns, and we've been doing that for twelve years. So we've got ongoing monthly fees for managing clients adwords accounts and doing yep. seo and all sort of stuff so that would as, as far as you're concerned that's recurring revenue correct absolutely okay yep. okay and then so then you've got a product uh if now we don't have a product which is something we're working on at the moment mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think you've got far more leverage with a product than you do with mm-hmm. a service so what what's your opinion on the two different types of recurring revenue services versus product well the big distinction and this is something I've learned over the years. The big distinction is that customers buy products and you provide services to clients. So really, the distinction is that when you provide services to clients, there's a bit more hand-holding that goes along. There's a bit more FaceTime you put in with the client. There's a bit more touchy-feely yeah. you know, relationship nurturing, right? Whereas if you go and buy a product, at office works, you know, off the shelf and you walk up to the checkout and you give them the money and you walk out, there's no relationship. It's a transactional thing, right? Mm. So digital products you can make once and sell over and over again. The, the difference with the recurring revenue product, which essentially is like a membership site or some kind of mastermind group or, or some kind of digital product that keeps updating. So, for example, you could have um, like a, 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 a training um, product where you release one module every week and mm. that might be something that you do over a three-month period. Well, that's recurring revenue for three months, right? Correct. Um, th- there's a little more love in that relationship than just selling a, an ebook to someone or just selling a, a, a widget. Like, you know, you buy an iPhone cover online and get it delivered to your office. Well, there's no love in that relationship, is there? That's just completely transactional. No. So the recurring revenue product does require a little more love in the relationship but it's not as intense as selling services to clients, if you know what I mean. Oh, I, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely know that one. Yeah, yeah. And so, so the, for the service professional or the, or the, uh, the creative professional, the obvious low-hanging fruit is people are using the internet to research information and there's a big portion of 
people on the internet who are what I call the DIYs. They, they just want to do stuff themselves. So if you look at someone like, you know, freenetlaw.com, uh, and there's, there's a couple of others, I can't remember the ones in Australia, but they're essentially lawyers who have written boilerplate contracts and for a monthly membership, you can log in and download any contract you need for your business. So if you need to hire someone, you can download a letter of employment and a contract, you know, uh, employment contract. If you need terms and conditions and privacy policy for your website, you can log in and download that. And for a month, a low monthly fee, you've got access to all of this documentation. So the lawyers are um, generating recurring revenue because they're basically providing a solution to the DIYers. Now, if you want them to write a bespoke contract for you, it's going to cost you a lot more and there's a lot more um, contact in that relationship. But if you're just a DIYer and you're just starting out, you can you know, log in, pay your membership and download their documents and, and it's a lot cheaper. So that's, that's the, I think that's the obvious low-hanging fruit in most organisations is how can you package up what it is you do in a done-for-you sense and turn that into a DIY product that you can continue to, to sell. Yeah, and and that product could then turn into something that we would classify as a uh, a lead magnet or a tripwire, and probably more more accurately. So it's a low a low cost product getting people in. That's right. Be the, the monthly membership. Yeah, and then you could have a coaching program or a, a mastermind group that's twenty five grand a year. Yeah, um, and you know, it's obviously, there's a big gap between the the starting point and the twenty five thousand. You could have other yep. products between. But yep. it is a, is a, doesn't have to be the only point of recurring revenue. There can be other things that it leads to from small cost through to the higher ones. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So looking at your recurring revenue roadmap uh, group on Facebook, currently as we speak, there are 439 members. Mm. Now, that, the first time I hopped on, I think it was about 240 or something or 280. So, yeah. But, and yeah. that was only in the space of like 48 hours then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, right. there's a lot more people that have come, come onto this. So, yeah. what is the purpose of this group? What is it you're trying to achieve with the group itself? Is it is it sort of a market research, just really nutting out what people are looking for? What's the end goal with this one? Uh, it's a very good question. <clears throat> um, really, it is about building a community. Well, so, so first of all, it's the quickest and cheapest way to quantify whether or not there is any interest in what it is you're talking about, right? Great point. And if people so, didn't hear that, they should listen to that again. That's right. <laughs> Rewind let it. Me repeat, let me repeat that again. <laughs> yeah. It's the quickest and cheapest way to quantify whether or not there is any interest in what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so Facebook is by far and away the easiest and cheapest way to, you know, reach your tentacles out to as many people as possible who, who might share your interest. Whatever your interest is, I don't care if it's model railway sets or if it's you know embossed business cards. Whatever your interest is. Yep. Um, by the way, if you do start a Facebook group for embossed business cards, let me know. I'll probably join. Um, <laughs> uh, That's a worry. Yeah, it is. You've seen that. You've seen. You've seen. Have you seen American Psycho? Yeah, a while ago. So, yeah, yeah, the scene, those scenes in American Psycho where all those wankers in the boardroom are pulling out their business cards and they're, you know, saying, oh, this is a 300 GSM business card and the, yeah, and yeah. the topography is all over. I love it. Anyway. Oh, okay, um, okay. I'll, I'll start that one just for you, mate. <laughs> so, you know, so first of all, prove whether or not what you're talking about is of interest to other people. And then and then really the idea with um, with building the community is just to 
facilitate the conversation, just invite people into the group, give them some structure. So we've got, a, you know, every, every day of the week is a different theme in the Facebook group. Uh, what's today? Wednesday is midweek check-in. So at the moment, you know, this afternoon, there'll be a post that goes out that says, hey, just checking in. How's it, has anyone made any movement towards achieving the goal that they stated that they wanted to achieve, which is what you do on Monday? And so you basically just facilitate that conversation with a bit of structure. And it's excellent market research because I'm uncovering what people's pain points are in terms of creating recurring revenue and what their problems are because people are asking questions all the time, right? Mm. Um, uh, second of all, at some point, the plan is that the once the Facebook group, um, ha, you know, is really humming along, um, I, it will probably become a paid community. It'll become a premium forum, uh, yeah. and we'll we'll sell access to that as a as a mastermind group. Um, but I just at the moment, I'm just you know still building traction and still determining whether or not this is something that because here's the thing, if I'm going to go down this road, then I'm looking at a two year journey of becoming the guy on the planet that talks about recurring revenue for small business. Yeah, yeah. Right? So is that what I want to do? Do I want to travel the world over the next two years speaking at conferences about creating recurring revenue? Do I want to – I mean, John Warlow's written the book called Automatic Customer. Do I want to, you know, start playing in that space? Um, and so this is a way of kind of going – and because I always think it's important to start having the conversation before you decide whether or not it's a conversation you want to have. For sure, right? I know Absolutely. that might sound a bit weird, but you know, no, you, not at all. Makes you know, perfect you get, sense. Like you get halfway through a book, and you get, you get actually, I'm really not interested in this book, but mm. I wouldn't have known it if I hadn't read the first few chapters. Yeah. So you kind of got to read the first few chapters to decide whether or not this is something that this is a conversation that you want to have. Because I know so many small business owners who hate their business, and they're oh. stuck in it, right? And they're bored yeah, out man. of their minds. But they're stuck in this business because it's they've got too many customers. They can't shut it down. They don't want to go and get a job, but they hate it. Mm. So, you know, I'm determined never to make that mistake and never to go down that 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 path. And I, that was kind of where I ended up in the consulting agency. Um, I was miserable in, in that business. So, so this is a way of just very light touch, having the conversation, and and then determining, all right, is there a problem here worth solving? Can we design a product that will help these people? Is there a community here that will buy what we're putting out? And uh, is this a conversation? And is this a story that we want to tell for the next couple of years? Because that's how long it'll take. To be, you know, to really own that space and to uh, and to become successful. Yeah, look, so that is gold, mate. And that doing that market research on a platform like Facebook, which is doesn't cost you anything to get set up, a, a bit of time to start sending out the messages and getting people joining, and fi- and finding out whether your idea uh, or topic or product has any merit whatsoever. So that that is gold. I think out of the whole podcast, that is probably my biggest takeaway. Because mm. um, I've dabbled in doing that a little bit, but it's given me some good ideas while I've been sitting here. Mm. So uh, that's that's awesome. So if now you have to be invited, or you've, you've got a request to join this group. So that's right. Um, so we'll put a link, and, and you're happy for anyone to, to join. It's- totally. Look, if you're if you're serious about you know if you really want to create recurring revenue in your business, then by all means come and join the Facebook group. You yep. you know you'll get approved. You just need to apply. You just need to request to join, and, and we'll approve you. Um, and as, as I said, I you know if you do want to do it, I'd suggest you do it now because at some point we are going to make it a paid entry thing. So um, come by all means, uh, come in and join the conversation and um, and learn. And you know the, I think the idea with Facebook groups is like any kind of forum is you got to be prepared to help people as much as you are as much as you want to learn. So the more you know, the more active you are, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's like anything, isn't it? So. Mm. 
Now, you, you mentioned speaking and traveling and doing different things. You've done a fair amount of speaking over the years, and uh, yeah. that's where I saw you present at the Traffic and Conversion Conference, and it was mm. a great job. One of the, mm. the best speakers there, I personally thought. Oh, thank and, you, mate. And um, not blowing smoke, it's true. That's, that's <laughs> how it is, uh, which is why we're talking. But um, is that something you enjoy doing? Do you, do you oh. like doing live presentations and, and, and getting up there and traveling around and doing that sort of thing? Yeah, I do. I love it. <clears throat> I mean, it, you know, I'm a performer from way back. Um, yeah, you're, so you're I, a singer so I, in a band. Yeah, we'll go exactly on to that, that bit right. in a minute. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's old man's rock and roll, mate. I mean, you know, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, it's old man's rock and roll. And um, so I love... I mean, first of all, I love being on stage. I'm a bit of a show pony. I love being the center of attention. I love being on stage. But also, there's something very rewarding about, you know, the kind of novelty of being the center of attention wears off pretty quickly, right? So then what sustains you, uh, you know, traveling? Because it is tiring. It's, it's, it, mm. it, it is exhausting work. And also hanging around afterwards, talking to a lot of people as they're coming up to you and asking yes. you questions and picking your brain and having selfies taken. That's all fun. But it is also very exhausting. Mm. So what sustains you to, to keep going with that is, for me, it's it's very rewarding when you see someone have an aha moment when you when you kind of see them break through something that they've been thinking about or 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 have some kind of big takeaway. Mm. And when you multiply that by three or four hundred times in in a room, and you can impact that many people and and benefit that many people in in one uh, you know one hour keynote or or you know a three hour workshop or whatever the format is, mm. it's extremely rewarding. Um, and it's also just turns out that it's a, gr- a fantastic way to generate leads and a great way to, to build a community um, rather than trying to go and find people one at a time. If you can speak in front of groups of people, it's a, it's a great leveraged way to position yourself and to, and to start building that tribe. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So um, you're still doing a bit of singing in your band? Uh, yes. So I've got okay. actually got um, two little outfits going at the moment. There's... Mm-hmm. Um, an original band uh, called Stray Gods, and we're we're we're, uh, we're you know we're we're basically just an experimental kind of um, you know funk rock kind of uh, it's a it's basically an excuse for the boys to get together and you know it's like a it's like a poker night without the cards and without the cigars you know yeah yeah I know them well being yeah, a drummer yeah. myself yeah yeah it's so much fun and then there's um then there's a uh, a classic rock blues uh, band that I've joined uh, which is we're just a straight up cover band just playing old you know Cream and Jimi Hendrix and Doobie awesome. Brothers and Gary Moore songs and um yeah and th- those guys are monster players really good players so um uh, we're just about to start gigging with that band so I'm really looking forward to that as well if you could do that full time would you um that's a really good question i've thought about this recently actually so i think if let's like if money wasn't if you didn't need money right Mm -hmm. so someone said to me recently if you didn't need money would you still do what you do and and i said i probably would because it might be a slightly different angle or a slightly different format but just playing music full time i think i would get a little bored Mm. I think there's something about business and something about building communities that feeds my kind of instant feedback loop. Like I have a very, I need feedback all the time. It's like my drug, like, you know, do it like gigging once a week and having people clap just wouldn't be enough for me, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I need more applause than that, Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you very much. How's that? Does that, so, that work? <laughs> excellent. Perfect, perfect. So, um. 
you know, I'd probably, if I was just playing music full time, I'd probably then just go and speak at conferences, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that I, I just love that connection. I just love helping people and, and I'm really comfortable leading a tribe and, and kind of being the leader of a community. And that doesn't, and I think the important distinction here is that what I've learned, and it's a humbling experience to learn, is that the leader of a community doesn't have to have all the answers. All a leader, a leader of a tribe just has to be prepared to unite the community and facilitate the conversation. And I know I keep using that phrase, but you don't actually have to be an expert. You don't have to have all the answers. You just need to be prepared to stand up and, and moderate and facilitate the conversation. Yeah, well said. I think you're limiting yourself if you try and position yourself as the expert in any one thing because you really can't be. Yeah. And, uh, you only you only grow from working with others and uh, and building that that tribe, I believe. So Yeah. Totally. And you know, I look at like some TV. Like one of the things I would love to do is I would love to host a TV show. I'd love to be the I can picture you doing that. Yeah, yeah I'd love to host yeah. a TV show. I shot an episode of our podcast um, way back last year with Elliot Condon, who's the developer of Advanced Custom Fields, and we actually shot that episode live at one of our workshops in Melbourne. And that's the most fun you can have with your pants on, I reckon, doing that, you know, <laughs> interviewing people on a, live on a TV format is something I would love to do. In fact, I planted a seed recently here where I work in the in the building um, of doing something here. There's a great space downstairs and everyone here, we, we're, between us, we all know a bunch of really cool entrepreneurs and I reckon we could roll something out. So it is something I'm considering, um, interviewing, you know, people at the top of their game in, in some kind of TV format. So um, stay tuned because... Yeah, uh, yeah. That, mm. that'd be cool. I'm trying to think someone, some one of the American well-known speakers uh, did that. I can't remember who it is now. I'll have to, have to think. But he, he did some sort of TV show going going on years, a few years ago. I mean, yeah. I personally think Jimmy Fallon's got the best job on the planet. I'd love yeah. to do Jimmy Fallon's work. He's... Yep. I watch it all the time and, you know, it just has a, a laugh. He's just interviewing yep. these people, um, you know, usually all of a very similar type. They're, they're actors or TV personalities or, you know, someone someone famous. It's not just someone like me that would go on there. Yeah. I, I'm sure I'd be very entertaining. You but, would be. Um, <laughs> but no, I know what you're saying. It'd, it'd be great. And so if you maybe, think about, like, if you think about Letterman, right, Dave Letterman, is not an expert. He's a, he's an expert in being Dave Letterman. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? If you think about Oprah, Oprah's the great model, right? I mean, Oprah is one of the most influential people on the planet, and yet most of the content on her show was created by her guests. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, she all she did was facilitate the conversation between the, the, the guests and her audience. And that's I think that's my sweet spot, and I think that's probably where I'll end up doing more and more work in, uh, in years to come. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, we're um, in heading close to forty minutes of conversation. I, we could keep talking forever, but sure, I'm conscious that, that of your time. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, mate, thank you very much for coming on your show. It's been very revealing and insightful, and um, there's absolutely a few gold nuggets that were dropped in that. Um, so, how can people get in touch with you? What's the, what's the best way or easiest way for people to start following what Troy Dean is doing? Sure. So, on Twitter at uh, at Troy Dean is a really easy way to get in touch with me. Yep. Um, my blog is troydean.com.au. Awesome. Um, and the Facebook group um, is um, is a really good place to keep the conversation going too. Uh, the Facebook group is 
Um, there's a short link, which is revrev.me slash FB. So that's R-E-V for revenue, revrev.me slash FB. Uh, and that will take you straight to the Facebook group. So I'd love you to come and join that and, and continue the conversation. No worries. Well, we'll have all those links in the show notes for people to follow and uh, they'll certainly not regret it. You've got a lot to offer and uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ed, and uh, keep up the great work, mate. Thanks, Troy. Speak soon. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.